Zachtigmar, a woman went into a person's house to bake bread there with permission. The goat of the owner of the house came, ate the dough, and died. Rava said the woman must pay for the goat. Fragmar, should we say that Rava argues with Rav, who said earlier that the person can tell the owner of the animal your animal should not have eaten it? And for the Gemara, in Rav's case, the person had entered the Chatzar without permission, and therefore in no way accept the responsibility to guard the animals of the owner and can therefore make that claim. In this case, the woman had permission and therefore accept the responsibility to guard the animal from damage. Fidakhtamar, the Gemara earlier brought a brysa that told of a woman who went to grind wheat in someone's property, and that brysa implied that if she, had, if she had gone in with permission and the owner's animal ate it and it was damaged, she would be potter. Mar said, when grinding wheat, there's no issue of tznias, if the owner were to be, remain there in the chatzar, because the woman doesn't have to roll up her sleeves or anything like that, and he therefore doesn't have to leave, and therefore has to guard his own animals. However, when baking, the woman has to roll up her sleeves, therefore the owner leaves to give her privacy. By doing so, she accepts the responsibility to guard the animals. The Mishnah said, Rava said, if a person brought an ox into someone's chatzar without permission, and the ox dug a ditch in the chatzar, the owner of the ox must pay for the damage done to the chatzar, and the owner of the chatzar must pay for any damage done by the bar. Even though the Pazik says, Ki yichre ish bar, which comes to exclude a dug bar by an animal, since the owner of the chatzar should have filled the bar before making the property hefker, and he did not, he is chayiv as if he dug it himself. Rava also said, if a person brought an ox into someone's chatzar without permission, and the ox damaged the owner of the chatzar, or he was damaged by tripping over the animal, the owner of the ox is chayev. If the ox damaged something by dropping down, laying down on something, he's potter. Just because he damaged by dropping down, he should be potter. A papa said, when we say dropping down, it means it let out wastes, which went onto kalim and ruined them. The wastes are considered to be a bar because a person usually makes animal wastes, hefker. And therefore, uh, it's a bar, even according to Rav, who says that only something that's hefker can be a bar. And a bar is not chayef for damaging the kalim, because bar is potter from kalim. Rav, Rav also said, if a person went into someone's chatzar without permission and damaged the owner of the chatzar, or the owner was damaged by tripping over the trespasser, the trespasser is chayef. If the owner damaged the trespasser, he's potter. Rav Papa said, the owner is only potter from damaging the trespasser if he didn't know that the trespasser was there. However, if he knew that he was there, he'd be chayef, because the trespasser can tell him, listen, you have a right to expel me from your property, but you don't have a right to damage me. Mishnah said, Rav said he's only chayiv when the ox spoiled the water at the time he fell into it. However, if he fell in and only afterwards caused the water, water to spoil, he's considered to be a bar that did that damage, and the water is looked at as kalim, and therefore he'd be potter. In fact, that makes sense according to Shmuelah says that anything can be a bar. However, according to Rav, who says that only something that's hefker can be a bar, how is this ox considered to be a bar? Rather, Rav must have meant that he's only chayiv if his body caused the water to spoil. However, if it was the smell of the animal that spoiled the water, it's considered to be a grama, an indirect damage, and therefore he'd be potter because grama mezakim is potter. The Mishnah said, In fact, we are presumably discussing an ox that is a tam, so why would the owner have to pay kaifer? Rav said, the case is where the ox is a muet to fall on people and bury and kill them. If so, the ox should have been killed uh, after the first killing. Why is it still around? Rav explained that the ox fell unintentionally each time while trying to get food from the bar. Therefore, it was not put to death and now became a muet. Another tarot, Shmuel, Shmuel said the Mishnah is following Rabbi Yisrael Aglili, who said that a tam pays for half kaifer payment. Third tarot, Ula said the Mishnah follows Rabbi Yisrael Aglili and also holds like a retirement, who says that a tam pays full damages for Karen when it's in the when it's done in the Rishus of the Nizik. That's why in this case he actually pays for the full kaifer. According to Ula, it makes sense why the Mishnah uses the example of his father or his son, because that's a case of people who are there with permission and is therefore considered a, a case of a shus of the nizik. However, according to Shmuel, why limit the ruling to a father and a son? The Mishnah says the Mishnah uses an example of people who are typically found there, but does not mean to limit it to any particular person. Mishnah says, 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 M
Rav, Rav said, the halacha follows the Tanakama. Shmuel said, the halacha follows Rebbe. Abraisa says, if the owner of a chotzer tells someone, bring in your ox, but you guard it, the halacha is, if the ox does damage in the chotzer, he's chayiv. And if the ox gets damaged, the owner of the chotzer is potter. If the owner of the chotzer says, bring in your ox and I will guard it, the halacha is, that if the ox was damaged, the owner of the chotzer is chayiv. And if it did damage, the owner is potter. In fact, the first case implies that if he did not expressly reject responsibility, the owner of the chotzer would be chayiv for damage to the ox. And the owner of the would be potter for damage to the chotzer. The second case implies that if he had not has not expressly accepted the responsibility, the owner of the chotzer would be potter and the owner of the ox would be chayef. The first case seems to follow the rabbon and the second case seems to follow Rebbe. So, Amphi the Gemara Rebbe said that whoever taught the first case is not the same person who taught the second case and a chanami, two different sheets over here. Second Territ, Rav said the entire Brisa follows the Rabbanan. Since the first case, he has to say, but you guard it, because that's the only case that he, the owner of the Chatz, will be putter. He says in the next case, and I will guard it. Third Territ, Papa said the entire Brisa can follow Rebbe, who also holds a Rabbanan. Therefore, when he specifically tells the owner of the ox that he must watch the ox, he's telling him that he has no rights in the Chatz. Therefore, when the ox damages in the Chatz, it's considered to be the Shusan and Nizik, and the owner of the ox must pay for full damage. In the second case, he's telling the owner of the ox that he's giving him rights to the Chatz. Therefore, the damage is considered to have been done not in the Shusan and Nizik, and therefore, he'd only be be